I do wheelies, 360s, I do coping, I go down ramps, and I'll tell you all the skate parks which I go to. I go to Inala, Ormo, Pizzy, Mudjabar, and Rain. Hello and welcome to This Kid Life. This Kid Life! This Kid Life. I'm Jennifer Macy. This Kid Life! This Kid Life is a podcast for kids brought to you by the Sydney Opera House where kids talk to us about big ideas. But first, I want to introduce you to our panel. You'll hear them pop up during the episode, so let's meet them. Hello, my name is Suzanne and I'm 10 years old. My name is Charlotte and I'm 7 years old. My name is Richard and I'm 10 years old. My name is Nia and I'm 11 years old. My name's Kevin and I'm 12 years old. I'm Sophia and I'm 10 years old. My name is Lily and I'm 11. Hello, my name is Travis and I'm 10 years old. Hi, I'm Chella and I'm 11. Hi, my name is Isabel and I'm 11 years old. My name is Jolene and I'm 10 years old. Today, we're talking about... Accessibility! Like a lot of kids, Josh is really into sport. He trains before and after school several times a week. That is, when he's not down at the skate park. I do personal training. Push! Push! Cross the leg! Go, 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 go! Swimming. Tennis. Now ready! Right shot! And this year, he even got to compete in the Commonwealth Games. By the way, Josh is living with a disability. He uses a wheelchair to get around and compete in all of these different sporting events. He's been using a wheelchair since he was three. Josh was born with a rare disease that affected his legs, which means he can't walk. Well, my disability is sacral hygienesis. That means I can't bend my knees or move my legs. And I have club feet and and I'm missing a tailbone. I'm, I'm missing some bones in my back and I have no kneecaps. So that basically means um, I can't bend my knees or, like, move my knees so I can't, like, walk, like, um, you. Josh has three different types of wheelchairs, one to get around and two that he uses for different sporting events. I got a wheelchair, I got a skateboard, I got a hand cycle and I got a track chair. Josh says the hand cycle is a wheelchair that you pedal with your hands. He uses this wheelchair for the cycling leg of the triathlons or when competing in cycling events. A hand cycle has one big wheel at the front and one and two big wheels at the side. And you just basically just like roll your hands up and down like it's a machine. It's like pedaling with your hands. And what's the difference between that and a track wheelchair? Well, with track chairs, um, they have one small wheel and two big wheels. And hand cycles, can, you can change gear. Like you can change it to one to seven. Seven's um fastest one is the easiest so basically one's easiest seven hardest so the track cycle is a specially designed wheelchair to compete in track and field events such as 100 200 meter sprints and marathons while the hand cycle is raced against other riders in triathlons and cycling competitions is that right yeah 
Okay, great. I think I've got that. Josh has competed in four triathlons on the Gold Coast and recently competed in a special event in the Commonwealth Games, thanks to a bit of help from two-time gold Paralympian, Kurt Fernley. And he takes his training pretty seriously. Triathlons? Well, um, because it normally starts with the swim, then the bike, then the running. I did the pink triathlon and the swimming was in a pool. And I, and I was really good at that, and I didn't come last. I was the person just before the last person. And then for the bike, um, I used my hand cycle. Then I did the running, which was in my wheelchair, and I came in, like, the middle. So what's it like competing in a triathlon? Well, uh, it is a sweaty job, and it's hard. But when you get that at the middle of the end, Still worth it. Yeah, what does it feel like when you cross the finish line? I feel good for myself, yeah. I think that's just amazing. Not many people can do that. Have any of you done a triathlon? Nope. No. no. I think if I ever tried that, I would die. <laughs> My parents have competed in a triathlon just, like, for fun. It's a very difficult, like, thing to do, and especially if you're in a wheelchair, that's, like, incredible. Like, it'd be so hard... That's just amazing because I can't even do that and I'm 11 and I cannot even finish cross country. And he's in the wheelchair doing a triathlon. Like, I'm kind of jealous. I can barely ride a bike. Like, think about me doing a triathlon. I would, yeah, I can't do it. <laughs> he's one in, like, a million. Like... So back to Josh. Josh is fitter and more athletic than many boys his age and a bit fearless. He's not bothered if he takes a stack on the skate ramp. Who's going first? I do wheelies, 360s, I do coping, I go down ramps. That's exactly what you just did. I'm a daredevil. And how does that make the grown-ups feel around you? Scared. They always feel like I'm going to tip over, but I always scare them because I am a literal daredevil. And what happens if you do tip over? Well, I normally save myself by putting my hands down. Josh falls over like any other kid his age, and he doesn't like it if adults try to wrap him up in cotton wool just because he uses a wheelchair. And, and I'm saying in my head, if I fall over, I can see what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, I, I know my limits and sometimes I go uh, over my limits. Like, if he falls over, he's done it before, he's going to be fine. Well, I think that it gives him, like, almost like freedom because if the parents are all like oh don't fall out are you okay are you okay every time like he might fall out of the wheelchair then he's kind of never learning so if he's in the wheelchair and he's allowed to like maybe hurt himself and go down stuff like that and fall out then he kind of feels like a normal kid it's good that he has some of that freedom and he wants some of that freedom that he can be a normal kid like I mean every kid should have that if you're always just stuck inside all the time and you can't do anything um, then you barely can do anything and it's just boring just being stuck inside so he is just a normal kid so why can't he do stuff like other kids let's meet some other kids who aren't worried about falling out of their wheelchairs <laughs> I'm Sebastian McIntosh, I'm 14 and I'm from Wollongong. I've been doing basketball, training for basketball. How often have you, do you fall out of your chair? About once every two weeks. I was going, then a ball came and stopped me and I fell over. And what was that like? It was fun. <laughs> that, 
these kids do wheelchair basketball training after school every Tuesday afternoon. But they do have one pet peeve. I don't like stairs. There are lots of stairs at my school. I get around it by like a lift and some ramps. Yeah, they are annoying. It's not fair. So while stairs at the skate ramp may be fun to do tricks on, stairs at the train station or at the shops or at school can be super frustrating for wheelchair users. Stairs, I just hand, I get out of my wheelchair, I hand walk up and my mum carries my wheelchair. Does that happen a lot? It often happens. Because one time I went to this hairdresser and there were stairs and I had to hand walk up and then at the end they asked if I would like a free Coke. But not every wheelchair user can get out easily and crawl up the stairs. So accessibility, the ability to go wherever you want, whenever you want, becomes an issue. Let's look at an example of this. Because of his disability, Josh is smaller than other kids his age. That means he's not allowed on some of the rides at the theme parks on the Gold Coast near his house. You know when you go to the theme park and you really want to go on a ride? Your, your, your number one most favourite ride. And there's like, and like the people there, they, and they say, no, sorry, can't do it because he's in a wheelchair. And how does that make you feel? Mm, makes me feel sad because I know I can do it, but it's just they, they won't let me. And it doesn't seem fair, does it? Yeah, it does not seem fair at all because I can basically do more than able-bodied kids. I can do like 300 push-ups in 15 minutes, 200 push-ups in 10 minutes, or 100 push-ups in 5 minutes. I can't do that. So do you think it's fair that our cities and towns sometimes don't have lifts or ramps, which means wheelchair users or other people living with a disability can't get around easily from place to place? I think it's kind of disappointing that you don't have lifts at like a train station because what about all the people that have disabilities and they can't get upstairs and they can't use that because well, how am I supposed to get up these stairs without help? So it's just sad that you wouldn't think of other people when you're, you know, building that kind of thing. Well, I know someone and he has a disability, so he struggles, like, walking upstairs. The area that he lives in, he can't go to their school because they have so many steps. And I think when you're building a school, you should take into perspective that there are going to be people with disabilities or maybe that have broken their leg and are in a wheelchair and they're going to have difficulties, like, walking upstairs or, like steep hills and stuff. Have you ever been to a train station where there's no lifts? It's crazy. I think it's really unfair just to have stairs and like no ramps or elevators because um, if someone has a disability and they can't walk upstairs or they're in a wheelchair, I don't think it would be very fair. You um, need to make it fair for everyone. You need to make it so that everyone can use it or something like that. It can't just be um, solely focused on people that don't have disabilities. It needs to be fair for everyone as well. I don't think it, the world has adapted yet to all the people with disabilities. I feel like there still is change that can be done to make it even easier for people with disabilities to get around. Like they should have, every school should have a ramp for people with disabilities or if someone breaks their legs. I don't really think the whole world, like the whole world has adapted and like is as accessible as it should be for all these people. Like there are so many people, and I think as you said, one in five people have a disability. That's just like so many. It's not one in like a million or anything. We need more accessibility for the world and people with disabilities. 
Yeah, um, I definitely think it's improving. I don't think it's quite there yet that everywhere's accessible, but I definitely think it's improving. And what about people with other disabilities, such as vision impairment or autism? What about simple things like knowing if you have a five or a ten dollar note in your hand when you're at the shops? Now, has everybody seen the new ten dollar note? Yes. Do you know what is special about this ten dollar note? Um, for blind people, it has a little dot so they can recognise what like type of note it is. It's like those dots on the notes that you can feel so you know which one is which yeah there's like a difference between the notes so you know well what is a five dollar note a ten dollar note how do you know that this person isn't just gonna rip you off like oh yeah this is ten dollars and you give him a fifty fifty what 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 are we gonna do i think australia is slowly adapting to the fact that people um need this like this is a part of their everyday life you know So what if I told you that the person who campaigned argued to the Reserve Bank of Australia to change this, to put the Braille on, was a 13-year-old kid? I would be so amazed. Like, I'm so... I would be so inspired. Like, it's so amazing to see how young people are to make a difference. Like, you don't have to be old and have power like Donald Trump or something. You can do anything, even if you're 13. Like, that's really amazing. 13-year-old blind boy who started asking the Reserve Bank to print tactile banknotes more than a year ago has seen his campaign pay off. Connor McLeod's idea was sparked when he was given money for Christmas but couldn't tell how much he had. Connor started a petition to allow vision-impaired people to tell the difference between denominations. 57,000 people signed it. And the Human Rights Commission and Vision Connor McLeod was just 13 when he started lobbying the government and the Reserve Bank to change Australia's banknotes. Now, if you look closely at the new $10 and $5 notes, you'll notice two bumps. They're not for security reasons, that's Braille, the writing that blind people can read by feeling with their fingers. Thanks to Connor McLeod, who was nominated for the New South Wales Young Person of the Year, those dots are now on every $10 and $5 note in Australia. That's really inspiring. It's really cool and intriguing how a young teenage boy who is not that much older than me can convince the, um, the people who make the notes in Australia to change them. I think that's really, really smart. I think it's helpful and they can like know how much change they get and like how much they have to give. I think it's impressive that he did that and, I mean, it's helped a lot of people. He's taking another step and now it's so much easier for him to see what money he has and not get ripped off by anyone saying, oh, yeah, this is totally a $10 note when it's maybe a $5 note. So I think that's really good. I think it's a great idea for that boy to change it because that's just amazing. It's incredible. If, you, if you're still a kid, you can do anything. So back to Josh. Josh is an ambassador for an anti-bullying organisation called I Can, I Will. And even though some kids might stare at him in his wheelchair, he's got a cool trick to help break the ice. But if they do stare, I just, like, pop a wheelie or say hi. Basically, pretend you're going to run them over if they don't be nice to you. And Josh has some big dreams for the future. Because I want to be a Paralympic tennis player when I, and swimmer when I grow up. 
I want to be a gold medalist at everything. Well, it sounds like he's on the right track. Get it? Track and field athlete? He's on the right track? That is not funny. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Clarice and I'm eight. Before we go, here's Clarice Howe with the official rules for wheelchair basketball. The basic rules of wheelchair basketball are very similar to running basketball. A player may wheel the chair and bounce the ball simultaneously. However, if the ball is picked up and or placed on the player's lap, he or she is only allowed to push twice before they obligated to shoot, pass or dribble the ball again. There is no double dribble rule in wheelchair basketball. A travelling violation occurs if the player takes more than two pushes while in position of the ball without dribbling. In the event that player falls out of his or her chair, a referee may stop the play if, in his or her opinion, the player is at risk of being injured. Otherwise, play will continue. Thanks, Clarice. That's all for This Kid Life, a podcast for kids produced by the Sydney Opera House. For more information about shows and activities for kids at the Sydney Opera House, go to our website. The executive producer is Bridget Van Leuven. The brilliant audio engineer is Dom Evans and Peter Descent composed our opening and closing music. A special thank you to Bo Thatcher, the program's coordinator at Kids Wish and Sebastian and all the kids at basketball training. A big shout out to all the kids from Lansvale Public School and Bulleye Public School who took part in this episode. And thanks especially to Josh and Abby Brass. Check out Josh's Facebook page. That's at Joshy Brass with a Y for more videos of him doing mad tricks on the skateboard ramp. Thank you for listening. I'm Jennifer Macy. See you next time at This Kid.